Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest Disney news? And interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars? Have we got the podcast for you. Welcome to D23 Inside Disney. I'm Jeffrey from D23. I'm Zynga from ABC's On the Red Carpet. And I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And together, we are taking you Inside Disney. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Well, we have a birthday girl on the show today. Now, granted, Woo-hoo! by the time this comes out, it will no longer be your birthday. But Aww. happy birthday, <laughs> Sherry. Happy Thank birthday. You. Well, you know what? We'll say it's your birthday week. How about that? Birthday week. Why not? And you know what? Even past my birthday, it's the holidays. So it's just happy all around right now. Amazing. <laughs> what did you do? Any Disney stuff? Well, yes, I did. So remember last week, I brought up watching Shark Tank when I was home for Thanksgiving. Well, I had a Shark Tank themed birthday party. I asked my friends to bring business pitches and I was the judge. (laughs) Spoiler alert, there were no losers. Everyone won. And they had some incredible wacky ideas like sweatpants that can turn into a skirt if you want to stay comfy, but want to look presentable. (laughs) Listen, I would buy that. Same, same. Yes, that's brilliant. (laughs) What have you been up to, Zynga? Oh my goodness. I got to watch Darby and the Dead this weekend. And it was so good. It was so good, which is so fitting today because our awesome guest is Auli'i Cravayo from Darby and the Dead. (laughs) And also Moana and also Little Mermaid Live. Right? Well, we get into it so much. I cannot wait for everyone to listen. We've been wanting to have Ali'i on for a while. So it's a treat. What a treat Ah, she is. She is truly a treat. She really is. But what about you, Jeffrey? What have you been up to? I've been pretty busy. Um, Friday, I did my little holiday party, my festival holiday gathering, which had a few of our friends here, including the fabulous Sherry was there. It was truly wonderful. Host with the most. Stop. stop. <laughs> Friend of the pod, Brett Iwin was there. The fabulous Ooh. members of the Corpcom team, David and Colby and Liz and our friend Danny from Disney Music. So it was, it was a lot of fun Disney folks. So that was wonderful wow. to see them all there. On a Sunday, I headed to Disneyland because it was the candlelight processional there. Mm. First of all, my first time seeing Disneyland at the holidays this year. So beautiful. Aww. I went Mm -hmm. over to the Festival of the Holidays that they have over at Disney California Adventure, and I tried the lox and bagel chips nachos, which were amazing. My cousin Jeff and I definitely gave it a big, big thumbs up. We had such a great time over there. Then we went over and Viola Davis was (gasps) the narrator for Candlelight, and she was beyond amazing, engaging, and just such a fantastic job. So- Thank you so much to Jody and Chris and Mike and to everyone who had us there as guests. That was just so much fun. Beautiful. And on Monday, December 5th, which happens to have been Walt's birthday, Mm. I headed out to Palm Springs because the Palm Springs Air Museum debuted an exhibit that now accompanies Walt Disney's plane that is uh, out there on a long-term loan from our friends at the Walt Disney Archives. And they're going to be refurbishing and reconstructing the interior of the plane. Ooh. Which is incredible. So wow. very, very cool. You can read more about that on d23.com, but we have a lot of other news to get to. So uh, <laughs> Sherry, why don't you kick us off? Okay. Yeah, this is huge, you guys. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. The trailer is here. 
Oh my gosh. Yes. yes. I was on the edge of my seat. <laughs> so riveted. The poster is also here now, so check that out. This is the fifth installment of the iconic Indiana Jones franchise starring the one and only Harrison Ford as the legendary hero archaeologist, and it's directed by James Mangold. The film opens in theaters on June 30th, 2023, which honestly is going to be here before you know it. Mm -hmm. I love like Dial of Destiny. Like I'm so intrigued. I can't wait to find out what the dial is and how it affects my destiny or any destiny. So many destinies. Yes. If you somehow missed the trailer, check it out now at the WaltDisneyCompany.com and Lucasfilms YouTube. Yes, yes. Also, another trailer that also made its debut during Comic-Con in San Paulo, Brazil, was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Woohoo! Uh, nice. I can't even. I mm. there was there was some rocket. There was like I I think little rocket. I have no idea. There was so much going on in that trailer. <laughs> I'm incredibly excited. Of course, I think everyone knows that as we were chatting about with Palm Clementiev on the show mm-hmm. last week, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special sort of serves as a bridge between some of the events of volumes two and Endgame and all of that, and now volume three. Peter Quill still reeling from the loss of Gamora. There seems to be another threat to the universe that the Guardians must guard. Cannot wait to see what this, how this all comes together. Very, very excited for May 5th when the film releases. Ooh, Rocket, honestly, is probably one of my favorite characters of all time. So cute. <laughs> so cute. And also at the Comic-Con Experience 2022 in Brazil, Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, and Jonathan Majors joined director Peyton Reed and producer Kevin Feige to debut a new sneak peek of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Honestly, y'all, I need everyone to head over to marvel.com to see this incredible retrospective video that features footage from Ant-Man, Captain America Civil War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and the Avengers Endgame as well. This is the Cherry on top as a special glimpse of the upcoming film, which reunites Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne. It's incredible. Check it out. Everybody, the movie looks fantastic. Mark your calendars because Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is set to open in the U.S. in theaters on February 17th, 2023. Amazing. Amazing. Well, we're going to take it back. We're going to take it back about 95 years because oh <laughs> last week, Walt Disney Animation Studios released the first Oswald the Lucky Rabbit short in nearly 95 years. Now, I think most people, certainly if you're listening to the podcast, know who Oswald the Lucky Rabbit is, but he was Walt's first breakout superstar animated Mm -hmm. character. He uh, was created in 1927. There were a whole series of shorts that came out between 27 and 28. Mm -hmm. Walt ultimately lost creative control over Oswald, and that's actually what spurred the creation of Mickey. But then back in 2006, our CEO, Bob Iger, traded sportscaster Al Michael who was with ABC Sports at the time, to NBC Universal for the return of Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, who through the years, his rights had ended up over there. So um, Oswald, of course, has been seen since then in shorts, but not starring in his own, as well as in merchandise and video games, all sorts of cool stuff. But now we have Oswald, the first short. It was directed by the fabulous Eric Goldberg, friend of the pod, and produced by the wonderful Dorothy McKim. It is very, very fun. You can watch it over at the Walt Disney Animation Studios socials. That is really exciting. All right. And we have some 
early details about the new attraction that I cannot wait for y'all. It's Tiana's Bayou Adventure, which of course is based on the princess and the frog. So in this new adventure, you'll join Princess Tiana and the jazz loving alligator Lewis during Mardi Gras season. <laughs> Sorry, I had yes. to, I felt like, you know, because it's like, it's so like, right? It's so musical at that time. And they're preparing to host a one-of-a-kind celebration for the people of New Orleans, right? So, of course, you're going to see fireflies. They're going to light up the night while beautiful Zydeco music fills the air. And guests are also going to be introduced to Tiana's new friends, which comprise of a musical band of some adorable critters. You're going to see an otter, a rabbit, raccoon, and a beaver. And this band is extremely creative because they're going to be singing and playing instruments made out of natural materials found in the bayou. How cute is that? Very, very cute. And as previously announced, um, we'll be able to embark on this beautiful Tiana's Bayou adventure in 2024. And you can check out the Disney Parks blog for all the details and more, including the artist concept drawings of the attraction design. Mm. Ah, amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of the magic of Disney Parks, season two of the magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom is coming January 1st. Woohoo! What a way to kick off the new year. This debuts on National Geographic with new episodes after that every Friday. They're all being released on Disney Plus, though, on January 4th. This 10-episode docuseries is an all-access pass to explore the magic of nature within Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park, the Animal Kingdom Lodge, the Seas of Nemo and Friends at Epcot, and Tri-Circle D Ranch, which hold not one, not two, but more than 300 species and 5,000 plus animals. So wow. in addition to all the animals, you can meet the dedicated team of animal experts who manage the needs of all of these animals and the team's commitment to reducing our environmental footprint. Episodes this season include, I'm very much looking forward to the experts pulling a big tooth from Lil Joe the manatee. (laughs) (laughs) Check out the Disney Parks blog for more detailed descriptions beyond that and a trailer for the upcoming season. I'm shocked that there's not like something completely strange that involves the intestines of an animal that you're excited about because Sherry generally, for those who have, we have not had a good animal show to talk about on the podcast Uh, for a while, but for those uh, not familiar, Sherry is generally really like the internal organs of the beautiful animals that populate our universe are generally of- That's my uh, jam. That is my jam. (laughs) But a big tooth will do for now. (laughs) There you go. Well, big news on the Mandalorian front, of course, at D23 Expo, they debuted the incredible trailer for season three. And at Comic-Con in Brazil last week, they announced that the season will begin on March First, of course, exclusively on Disney+. Plus, So you can read a little bit more about that over at StarWars.com. And of course, watch that trailer one more time because I've probably watched it at least 30. I'm very, very excited. <laughs> Cannot wait for a little Grogu back in my life. Uh, well, Sherry's Holiday Corner is here again. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> this week, we're talking about CMA Country Christmas, which is coming back to ABC tonight, December 8th at 9 p.m. And you can check it out tomorrow on Hulu and Disney+. Plus. A trailer for the special is on ABC's YouTube, but why watch the trailer right now when you can watch the whole thing? Exactly. (laughs) This is the 13th annual holiday television special, and it's hosted by country music star Carly Pierce. Nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. Well, before you watch CMA Country Christmas, you know what it's time for. 
It's time for five fantastic things to watch this weekend presented by State Farm. For complete details and listings, visit d23.com. And remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Jeffrey, what's up first? Well, up first is the season four premiere of The Mighty Ones this Friday, December 9th on Hulu. The show follows the hilarious adventures of a group of creatures, including a twig, a pebble, a leaf, and a strawberry, who live in the backyard of unkempt humans who they mistake for gods. So, I mean, a tale as old as time, people. Tune in. (laughs) Love it. And something that I also love, which is a holiday tradition in my household, is we always watch the Home Alone films. And you'll be able to watch Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, which is part of 25 Days of Christmas on Saturday, December 10th at 3.40 p.m. Eastern on Freeform. Nice. Well... Then you can go into the unknown at 8.50 p.m. on Saturday, December 10th on Freeform as you watch Frozen 2. It's a huge day on Sunday because it's the 30th anniversary of The Muppet Christmas Carol. So check it out on Disney+. Plus. Honestly, one of my favorite holiday films ever. I will be on my couch. You know where to find me. Sunday and every day. Wait, 30 (laughs) years for real? 30 years. And D23 members got to do a very fun event that our pal Justin hosted at Walt Disney World last weekend. So lots of Christmas caroling in the air. So very, very fun. And you know what? Why not end your weekend on Sunday, December 11th on ABC at 7 p.m. watching the film that started a sensation, Avatar. The original Avatar film will be on ABC. The perfect thing to watch getting ready to watch Avatar The Way of Water, which is coming out in mere moments. Mm. Yes. On to our guest who we first fell in love with when she let us know how far I'll go as the voice of Moana. She went on to star in The Little Mermaid Live as Ariel on ABC, and now you can watch on Disney+. And earlier this year, she starred in the Hulu film Crush. Well, now she stars as Capri in Darby and the Dead about a young woman who runs a side business counseling ghosts and gets stuck trying to help the school's queen bee who dies after a freak hair straightening accident. Yes, please. Welcome to the show, Auli'i Cravayo. Hello. Hi. Well, we will jump right in because I watched it last night. Darby and the Dead is hilarious. <laughs> and your comic timing fantastic i did not know you could pull off that sharp like it's so fantastic i didn't know i was funny (laughs) (laughs) we knew you were funny but like i mean it takes a lot to pull off that kind of a a character how would you describe capri for someone who hasn't seen the movie yet well first her name is capri capri oh my gosh specifically because i didn't want her to be named after pants and so (laughs) that was capri's son (laughs) See, and I made this whole backstory. I was like, "Mm, Capri, because her full name is Capricorn. There we go. Ah. I was tired when I watched it, I will admit. So my brain is already, I apologize. (laughs) That's totally fine. And Capri is head cheerleader. She's very popular in school. She has a really cute singer, songwriter, boyfriend. And then she dies suddenly. And she's a 16, almost 17 year old who is stuck seemingly and she gets to watch her friends move on and continue to live their lives and she realizes um that the material things mean nothing in the afterlife Mm. Mm. okay well capri isn't the kind of character that we've seen you play before she's kind of 
I don't know how to put this. Uh, not very nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what drew you to her? Honestly, I always look forward to playing characters that I haven't portrayed before. And you're right. Usually you've seen me play characters that you root for and that, you know, take your heart on a journey. That's not who Capri is. <laughs> and what really drew me, though, was that after sitting down and having a conversation with Silas, our director, I wanted her to have an arc. And we have our North Stars of Clueless and Mean Girls and Heathers, which are all fine and iconic. And I love them for what they are. But I didn't want to play a mean girl. I thought mm. that was honestly kind of old and outdated. So I was really looking forward to playing a young girl who isn't necessarily mean. She's just hot. She's just a hot girl. And she's <laughs> a little rapid. And she isn't nearly as empathetic as characters that I've played before. But she also goes on her own little personal journey of figuring out that the influence that you leave behind, the relationships that you've had in your life are, are your impact. That's what you leave behind. And none of the like the clothes that you wear or um, any of that really matters in the end. And I, I like the topic of death and grief and losing a loved one and the ripple effects of grief as well, because it's Happy's friend Darby who loses her mother. And yet that still affects Capri because not only does she lose Darby, but she also loses like a matriarchal figure in her life. Mm. And I think it's really, really beautiful to portray that in kind of a, a teen film. Very much so. It's really deep. And speaking of fashion and material things, Capri, fellow Capricorn here, so I totally get you. Capri's outfits are amazing, right? And we've seen you rock that red carpet, girl. I mean, looking at you here, your hair is on fire. So, yeah. So here we go. Are you a fashion girl or are you a jeans and tea kind of person? Oh, well, I pay the stylist fee. So this is, I'm, <laughs> I give this back at the end of the day. I still go thrifting a lot. And I, I mean, I grew up getting hand-me-downs from my cousins and I still kind of prefer when clothes have been worn in already. I would like it when I get the clothes and the tag is already cut off, like less for me to do. But I'm really enjoying fashion and making relationships with brands and also how you can tell a story through clothing. So um, mm. getting to choose my wardrobe and choosing my own hairstyles and things like that, I, I'm really having a blast. Oof. Well, let's take it back a little. I was lucky enough to be one of your very first interviews back on Moana. And mm. I loved your story about your audition or essentially almost not an audition. For those who may not have heard it, can you talk a little bit about it? Yes, absolutely. I was 14 at the time when I was cast and I did not necessarily audition for Moana. I went to Kamehameha High School and um, I was part of Concert Glee Club. So for extra credit, my friends and I put together an audition to become the entertainment of a nonprofit event. And we were hoping to become the entertainment and like raise funds. So we weren't the only ones in our class pining for extra credit. And we didn't win. We didn't get into the event. But the person who was going through those auditions was also the casting director for Hawaii Five-O, who had been hired to look for a young Moana. So she emailed me back my school, ksbe.edu gmail. Um, or email. Uh, and she was like, hey, who's that girl who had this particular solo? She's in the last row, second from the left. I was like, hi, I submitted the tape. Like, 
who are you? She asked if I wanted to audition for Moana, which I showed to my mom. And I was like, I don't know if this is a scam. Like, this feels kind of weird. No. <laughs> and I remember my mom was like, well, we don't really have anything to lose. So we went to the store, bought a new sweater. And then I went in and I did a bit of a tape. And then I got flown up to Burbank, where I had a second audition. And then I came home and I didn't hear anything for a while. And I remember my mom and I being like, well, that was fun. That was really cool. We got flown up on Disney Dime. <laughs> and then um, they called me in for one last like audition process. They were like, we just want to hear a little bit more. And I remember in the room, they asked, could you say this line happier? And I was like, yes. Yes, I can. So I said it happy and they're like, oh, it's not quite happy enough. What if we gave you the role of Moana? How happy would you be? And I was like, it's so rude, but okay. <laughs> and my mom wasn't there. She was like, I can't keep taking off work. So instead my auntie was there and, and I called my mom immediately afterwards. And, and then from that point on, we also still had to wait for the major press release. So I would just lay in bed with my mom and I lived in a one bedroom apartment, so we shared a bed and we'd like whisper to each other in the dark. I was like, I am the one. And she's like, I know you're the one. We did that for a few months until the rest mm. of the me. Oh my gosh. I love that story so much. <laughs> incredible. I mean, it's probably going to be hard to top that, but do you have another favorite memory from making Moana? Oh, from making Moana was one longer than I expected it to be because I mean, not, not that I ever knew how movies were really made, but the animation process truly takes its time. So I didn't know that I would be recording my lines. And then there's the ADR portion where I get to see little clips and then I have to match my line to the lips moving of the character. But I would say that I stuck between choosing two particular very special moments. One was when I got to go to Samoa and it was just amazing because I got to meet like my peers. I got to meet a whole bunch of young kids who were like, this is amazing. We have our own Polynesian princess. And I was like, I know, I know what that feels like. I'm just as excited for this film to come out as you are. And then after the film came out, I got to re-record uh, Moana in Olelo Hawaii, so in the Hawaiian language. And mm -hmm. that was a really special process where I worked with the University of Hawaii and it's currently out, but is not one that makes money. It is not of monetary use. So it is truly for the resurgence of the Hawaiian language as it is a dying language. And it's used even in my young cousin's classes where she, they go to Punanaleo or um, uh, like schools that genuinely teach the subjects all in Hawaiian. So they use it wow. as an educational tool. And I get to see Moana continue to give back. It blows my mind. Fantastic. And so we go from the animated world to live action. You are fantastic in The Little Mermaid Live. Now, what was that like putting it together? Oh my God, it was terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. I was actually working on two projects at once. Very blessed to say that. I was working on Little Mermaid Live and I was also working on All Together Now. It was during the same months. So I would, you can't see the floor, but imagine I'm like laying down on the floor and I'm like trying to sing with just like my head up because that was, <laughs> that was my only way to train for being in a harness and singing like in an awkward position like that that was all I could do I would just lay down on my floor in my hotel room and try to sing as often as I could with mm -hmm. a, like feeling a restrictedness of a tail and that weight and the weight of a wig like there were just so many factors that I wasn't used to 
that's my most like sensitive performance because I haven't watched it back. I just remember being in it and feeling so nervous that I, I've never watched it back. But I'm luckily uh, continuing in, in stage work. I have something coming up. I'm in Sunset Boulevard this coming January and I get to perform at the Kennedy Center. So I mean, I'm really interested in stage work because it scares me so much. The stage presence, the fact that they're not going to clip together the, the best bits for a final product. Mm-hmm. You know, you get one full take. Thank you for remembering that. I, it's, it's very anxiety inducing. Um, <laughs> well, maybe less anxiety inducing. Crush was one of my favorite movies of the early summer. I thought it was wonderful it, and you're terrific. And it featured a comedic love story that we don't often see on screen. You've been very articulate about the importance of representation. And I just wanted to get your take on that for Crush as well as other projects you've been involved in. Mm, Crush was really special. I, again, was playing someone that was a bit out of my field or someone that I hadn't played before. My character was Aja Campos. I took skateboarding lessons and I hit the treadmill and I tried running on a track, which it's hard. I didn't like it at all. (laughs) I was really blessed to... To have our writers truly create a character who is openly bisexual, they themselves are queer and represent them and and outwardly say that as well, proud to say that. Our director is also a queer woman. And to be on that set where you are supported by your crew is, is really amazing. And that's really what taught me about representation, not only in front of the camera and how it changes the feeling of a set and therefore what is created because gay people can make fun of gay people you know what i mean but it's it's not right necessarily if you don't understand the culture i can tease but do you know what i mean so um yeah Mm -hmm. i had a i had a really good time bringing that character to life It has been such a treat talking to you. We are sadly at our very last question, which we ask all of our guests at the end of every interview. And I imagine this will be a little tough for you considering your legacy. But what is your favorite Disney memory? Oh, my goodness. Okay, my favorite Disney memory takes me back to Moana days. To fully lay it out, my mom and I went on Craigslist to look for a nice top to wear for the press release day. And it's that video. It's an old Manuheli'i top. It's a halter. I remember it well. It's the video where I'm saying, I am one. And it's like with the biggest smile on my face. That's my favorite Disney memory because I didn't know that I would be seeing it for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and, and performing on the Oscars like that. Oh my gosh, yes. yes. Because people still send me the gifts. Truly, I live out these these memories and gifts where I, I'm on stage and I've just completed it. And I go, <sighs> like, um, yeah. Oh, uh, well, crazy. I know that you have put a smile on our audience's faces just as much as you. You're such a delight. And our faces. Our faces, too. Yeah, our faces. <laughs> really, my cheeks are hurting. I was like, huh. This time is too short with you, but we are very grateful for it. Thank you so much for joining us on D23 Inside Disney. And you know what? I know we'll be seeing you soon, girl. Yes, please call me back. I I love each and every one of you. Thank you. Good to see you again, Jeffrey. Good to see you, Ali. Bye. Bye. Keep slaying it, girl. Bye.
Ah, wow, Ali'i, I mm. loved talking to her and absolutely adore her story about auditioning for Moana and how yes. she found out she got yes. the role. It's like oh. the, yes. the best prank <laughs> slash congrats at all time of all time. hundred percent. Yes, totally worth it. Well, thanks again for listening to D23 Inside Disney. And don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, you know what to do. Hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out d23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest on an all-new episode of D23 Inside, Inside Disney. Disney.